0: Hi guys, welcome to session 17, our second to last of the season. I am thrilled for you to listen to this episode. I think this is maybe the best session of the season potentially, because we dive into so many important things here. We talk about, you know, everything from like Angie's experience as a black woman and working mom and the systemic challenges that come with that to like, this big fear that's coming up for her that she can see as both silly and also very, very real. We talk about what are the you know mindset and identity shifts around things, but also what are the really high level, smart, practical things we can be doing? It is such a great combination that touches on lots of things that matter, but show how we can kind of integrate them all into one conversation where it's not just ever about mindset or just about the strategy or just about a practical tactic, but how they all live together. And I think this session really, really exemplifies that and touches on so many important things. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen. I hope that you've enjoyed this season as much as we have, and I can't wait to hear what you think of this episode.
1: Cool, how you doing? I'm okay. You feeling better? Yeah, I'm feeling better. I had my tooth out right when I spoke to you. And then, and then yeah, and then I had a cold and you I was ill for the too. week. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yeah, that was nice. But what with spaciousness and everything, it's not a problem. Because
0: it's kind of wild. One can
1: just, it's all right, it's okay. I did the calls that I needed to do. and What would
0: that have looked like? <laughs> You know, a year ago. I can't go. (laughs) You just kept working. I would have been kind of
1: working but weeping as well.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Working and weeping. That's what we'll call
1: this episode, (laughs) Working and Weeping. (laughs) This week we'll join Angie for Working and Weeping. (laughs) But this time around, I actually had Friday off, I want to say i think yeah so i was already on a clear friday saturday sunday so it's all good around here baby it's all good
0: (laughs) so good uh okay tell me like i know we kind of like got into it but then we paused last time but we were kind of like getting into some of the like are like are you just always gonna keep like adding more is it overwhelming like that you know like where's the balance of that so anyway just kind of like talk me through that a little
1: i've had some new support start this week. I'm going to say that I'm going to say two words to you inbox and zero and uh (laughs) I know that's a good feeling they've just been working through the through the inbox and they've put labels and stuff where I didn't even know labels could go and they've they've done all sorts of wizardry in there oh my god inevitably a few things have come up so the first is I feel very seen because um So the other support I've had has been solely focused on the summit, which has been amazing. Right. This hasn't been, this has been like, okay, so now we're going to hand over the inbox, the day-to-day, kind of speaking to um, my clients, all of that kind of stuff. And they've just been in the inbox just saying, right, well, let's just get this sorted out and try and understand it so that we can begin responding on your behalf. And so, you know, when I've been saying for the last few months, oh, I'm totally enjoying having support. I'm also just noticing that, haven't even touched the sides of support yet, like in terms of really like handing over the stuff that I've had that I'm still doing too much of.
0: So this is really helpful to remember. I like how Angie said it, which was like expanding support to touch all sides of the business. So to remember that if you are only having support in certain areas of your business, there is often more to look at there as you grow. I think sometimes we can get like rigid or even forget that, like I even kind of forgot that Angie had an expanded past that, right? Because it feels like she has support and like the conversation is about her support. But sometimes we miss that support can support us (laughs) in so many ways. And honestly, even in our life too, you know, so many of the conversations I have with clients around support and delegation are not even just about what that looks like in the business. But what that looks like in your life that makes everything easier for you. And so I just wanted this to be a reminder about expanding support. Is it touching all areas of your business? As Angie said, is it touching more areas of your life? Like, where are the gaps there? You know, is there a gap in your business where you're like, Yes, I'm supported in so many of these areas, but not this one? Or is that a gap in your life, really, too? Right? So thinking about that can be so helpful because. Sometimes we're almost like checking the box with support, like, yes, I have support, check, moving on. And really what we kind of want to be doing is like, do I have it in all of the areas where I truly need it? Is it expansive? Is it touching all areas? Because when it does is when you're truly going to feel the best and really be able to delegate most effectively. And so they were just saying,
1: um, i been sort of looking at it for a couple of days and my God, like your inbox, is so busy do you know how busy your inbox is thank you
0: (laughs) yeah sometimes we need that like normalization somebody understands
1: yeah so it is also just like the validation of why it can feel so overwhelming why it still feels overwhelming and so we have had a few meetings just to try and work out what's going on and there and just even in their questions because they're asking me questions because they're trying to make sense of it it just shows me how many plates I am constantly spinning because in every question there's a oh yeah but you need to understand this and this and like a million other things and dependencies and things that are in my head and they're looking at me a little bit like a like (laughs) what are you talking about because is that seriously in your head is there no system for that do you not so I just feel like there's layers of this onion yeah, <laughs> that are totally really about my capacity to get quite a lot of stuff done and manage feeling really really stressed and sort of withstand it.
0: I think it was really important here how Angie brought up that her you know, new team members were kind of like validating the overwhelm of her inbox. I think that that is one of the things that can be so helpful about support is it gives us that gut check. Like when someone else is working in our business, that's not just us. It really helps us see what's there because when it's us we're so invested in it we're so involved in it we have our own stories we have our own history all of that kind of stuff right when someone else comes in and like doesn't have a lot of invested and can just see it really neutrally it is so incredibly useful so if there is an area where you're feeling particularly overwhelmed or where you're second guessing yourself a lot you know like is my inbox really that bad or like should i just be getting it together like am am i just making it too complicated like when you really kind of can't find your footing or can't find your truth in that, it can be so helpful to bring in support to have that validation or to, to see like, yes, you are making it too much. This isn't really a thing, but also then maybe you, the case is to delegate it if for someone else it's so easy and for you it's so hard. So just remembering that sometimes that second set of eyes, that person who brings neutrality, who isn't as invested, who isn't um, bringing all their stories can be so incredibly useful to give you a gut check on what's really going on and to show you where you really might need to make changes. You know, I know I've certainly relied on my team for that at different points in my business. Like, hey, am I I seeing this the way you're seeing this? Am I thinking about this correctly? Is this as hard for you as it is for me? Like, do we need to change this? Like really being able to have that balance of someone who's not just a coach, right? And hearing what you're telling them, but who's actually doing it and working in it is wildly valuable so don't underestimate that and don't underestimate being able to use your team for that balance.
1: I noticed that this this week has been another week where yes there's loads of spaces so this is a I am trying to answer your question but there's also sort of there was a point there have been two points this week where one where I put my head on the desk could have wept. And the other where I actually like slammed the desk in like absolute frustration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was the combination of I am always in my inbox. So I have my phone next to my computer and there's stuff coming in and I'm responding to stuff that's coming in and there's stuff coming in on the screen. And I've got like 30 tabs open And I'm doing, I've got to send that designer the stuff that they need because we need to get these things done. I've got to have this conversation because that thing's got to go to the printer. I've got to prepare this associate for this bit of training. I've got to finish this for the summit. I've got It's like ridiculous. And it isn't necessarily just about the adding. It's about the fact that I seem to create or or have, have a way of working where... I don't know how to describe it. I don't really know. Maybe I'm overcomplicating it. Maybe it is just the adding. I'm not necessarily afraid of complexity. So I don't naturally go, oh, God, load, yeah. let, let's not do that. I kind of feel like, yeah, okay, we should probably do that. And if we're going to do it, we should probably also do that and that and that.
0: And you almost leaned toward complexity yeah, a little yeah. bit. Like, yeah, yeah. like, if you're yeah, going to yeah. do it, do
1: it properly, right? So that means it's going to be kind of difficult to get through things. I could feel the feeling of... <sighs> just it's just a little bit out of my reach to to manage the situation and I can feel of a I almost want to cry or have a kind of breakdown when it gets to about 11 tasks at the same time like 10 or 11 tasks at the same time and what I was reflecting on is that I was a head teacher of a startup school so I had to start the school, but we also had to build the school. So I ran a building project, opened a school, and had a five-month-old baby. In fact, I actually started the job when I was pregnant with him. Um, so I have a high tolerance yeah. for managing tasks, multiple tasks, at speed. And because in that kind of setting, with motherhood, and also with working in the, in the public sector, no one says oh, like, I think you should stop now. Like, you can't stop motherhood. And no one in the public sector is ever going to say, you've done your day now, like, stop. <laughs> because totally. they're just like, how much going to get out mm-hmm. of you? If you don't die yes. on the job, then fantastic. So there's no kind of natural cutoff. And so it's it's dependent on the worker always to say, oh, I think I've done enough, which with my programming didn't ever happen. So all this to say... <laughs> I, I still think there are just so many examples that I'm learning every day of where I can just do too much. I can just, I can kind of suck it up. Like I, I just have to do it. This is just becoming like the longest lesson I think I'm ever learning <laughs> about how much, like, how long is it going to take? And I catch myself doing it all the time. So the last few days, they've been saying to me and I don't think they could have said it in very many other languages we're going to be dealing with your inbox we're going to be managing your inbox we're taking care of your inbox we've got your inbox don't worry about your inbox
0: get the F out of your
1: inbox <laughs> why the F am I still replying to things
0: yes like- <laughs>
1: We're trying to say this really nicely. How do we
0: make her stop?
1: (laughs) And I said, I "I think I need a drum roll in Slack earlier. And she was like, you're ready to take your inbox off your phone? I was like, yes, I think I'm ready, but God's sake. It's ridiculous.
0: It's so interesting because do you remember that conversation we had about like, like not needing a ton more systems kind of thing? It's interesting because I I kind of – I'm reflecting on that a bit in hearing you say this because I think like in some ways it's easy to default to that because it's like, oh, that's a way for Angie to keep doing more. If we just had a better system, I could manage my inbox better. If we just had a better – right? And really like what this is showing you or what that lovely team who wants you to leave them that alone is showing you is like what you need is to like bring in other people that can – those systems or work that mm. in whatever way but like you don't need to keep doing more like that continues to be like the edge mm. right it really
1: is though Lacey like edge extraordinaire and also I mean I don't even know if I feel like how can this ever be instructive to anyone listening to this my god it's such, just I feel like it's like a compulsive disorder the way that I'm so <laughs> Like, why
0: can't you just stop? Why are you in there? What are you doing? Well, I actually think, I mean, <laughs> I don't think you have a compulsive disorder, but I actually think it's like probably like, you know, really supportive to everyone because I think what you're experiencing is in so many ways, like the, the fucked position that women have gotten backed into oh in our God. culture. Like it's systemic mm. in so many ways, mm. right? It's like, do everything be everything get every result take care of your child take care of like your work be everything to everyone and you know like get rewarded yeah. when you don't whine about it yeah like, do you know what yeah. i mean right yeah like get promoted when you don't whine about it have yes.
1: people saying oh Angie's like if you want someone to do it she's really reliable because
0: <laughs> she nearly kills herself trying to right. do it all I think it is so important here to acknowledge the not just challenges, but like systemic challenges of being a working mom and a black woman and like all of those things that Angie's dealing with, right? Like obviously some of them are personal in some ways, but there is a much bigger systemic conversation around that. And it's important to acknowledge both, I think, because if we're only trying to do the personal, we're kind of fighting a battle we can't win to a certain extent. And obviously, of course, we have to do the personal and look at that, too, because our experience of those systemic challenges are what we're in the midst of and what we have to address. And so I think it's just important to say that, you know, I think I obviously can't speak to the experience as a black woman, but I can definitely speak to the experience of a working mom where, you know, the expectations are kind of outrageous for women in our society, I think, in the system is not set up so that we are, you know, well-suited to have a lot of space and not busyness and not overwhelm and all those kind of things. You know, I think you have to work so diligently and so extra hard and so outside of the system in many ways to cultivate those things. So I think it's just important to acknowledge that because yes of course we want to like own what we can own control we control make the changes we can make and also being real about the situation and the experience is so crucial to actually being able to move forward
1: and and also just it it sort of inflates the you know i have all of that talk about excellence yeah that i don't deliver myself because i'm doing it all and also why do I see? so today I just witnessed myself going well I better reply to that I mean it, it, uh, what am I trying to say I'm trying to say there are so many assumptions that I need to just disavow myself of I don't need to reply to it why would I need to reply to it like if I just take any other company as an example there's just a person who replies to that no one's expecting me to do it and also my what's the word my bar like my barometer is way off anyway so i shouldn't be replying to it because i'm replying to emails as they're coming in i'm not even leaving i don't even know if i'm leaving 24 hours with anything i'm like immediately yeah. do- and then leaving weeks for other things because it's yeah. also completely random it's like uh constantly working in that way is actually quite random and not excellent <laughs> oriented at all so i think there is part of it, which is sort of self-concept, which I think has to just be put, put down, really. And we did an experiment today where I was like, OK, so I'm just going to have this email address. And she was, she was saying, so this is the email address that you don't give to anyone. So no one's going to have this. I'm the only person that's going to have it. And I'm going to send things to you in that inbox and that's the only person that's going to send Like, me a
0: something very particularly needs
1: to Really attention, needs to return kind of And yeah, the yeah. rest of it, you just don't, you, you, you mustn't look at. And I was like, I don't know who you think you are, but okay. <laughs> I mean. <laughs>
0: just the person I hired to manage
1: my inbox. <laughs> <Come on>. so, <laughs> so there's also, uh, there's these people that I used to really complain about when I was working in, in schools who were sort of busy. But they weren't really working. And I feel like I've become one of those busy but not working people who's so into yeah. her own busyness that she can't actually get on with the work. And I'm, I'm disgusted. If that's what's <laughs> I am colour me disgusted. I am not here for that at all.
0: You're like, that ain't it for me. No. Yeah. I mean, like, listen, there's so – like, you – I mean, you literally said this perfectly earlier. There's so many layers to the onion, right? It's, like, the systemic thing of, like, being a working mother. It's, like, the lineage of being a hardworking black woman. It's the bitch of being an entrepreneur Mm. where, like, the way you start is doing it all. Like, there's so many layers to all of it. But I think there's the safety of, like, how I feel safe as I stay in control. Like – There's so much there. So I think in some ways you do have to give yourself a little bit of grace there. But I also think there's like some really obvious top layer things to fix here. Like you don't have structure to your work days right now Mm -hmm. is what I'm hearing because you're so in reactivity and responsiveness. And so like I think there's a lot we could put in play on just like a top level practical piece of like you not – being in the reactivity because you know what you're supposed to be doing at any given time. It's not kind of so random, I guess, is a way to say it. And I also think, you know, what we might need to do is like a higher level overview of like who is the team right now, because I think that's been in flux a little bit. Obviously, biggest thing was getting in like your co-facilitators and stuff, but that feels a little more settled. And so I think there's like a much broader conversation there. Yeah, definitely. I think this fear that Angie is naming of like having the fear that she's going to be like, quote unquote, one of those people that's busy, but not working is so useful because I think that what we sometimes do is overcorrect in situations like this, right? So if we have a judgment about people who are busy, but not working, sometimes we overcorrect so much by being the person who's trying to prove how hard we're working all the time or how much work we're getting done. And so it will be interesting to kind of navigate and explore this more and see what's really true for Angie here. I imagine that she is not just randomly busy and not working. I think if anything, she might be overcompensating for trying not to be that by working extra, extra hard because we know that's kind of her conditioning and her, you know, safety mechanism in many ways. And so I just wanted to name that because I think it's really helpful to look at those big fears and see how sometimes, we overcorrect so significantly in that. My best friend Sarah shared something with me recently, and she used the term, I don't know where she got it, but she used the term pendulum parenting where like our parents do something to us that we don't like. And so we swing so, so, so far the other way and how that's not always helpful either. And I think this is sometimes what we do with our biggest fears in life and work is we pendulum so far the other way. So just wanted to name that here, like maybe for you, oh my God, worst thing would be to be busy, not working, maybe it's something totally different, but looking at that and what it means for you and how far you're swinging the other way can be really, really useful.
1: I don't really have a bit, I'm still sort of doing to-do lists and I really don't feel like I should be doing to-do lists anymore because, I mean, it just feels so random. There's a, there's a few random things like that. So I kind of gave, I gave my new assistant this list, which is a little bit like the list I gave you. Do you remember the master list of like everything right. I wanted to do? And she was like, we're going to put all of that into somewhere as like, these could be things that you one day work on, but they're logged. Don't worry about them. They're not going anywhere but there's a bit of then, okay, so what am I, what should I be doing now exactly as you said? But I just wanted to come back to one thing because I read something and and I thought this was really helpful to me of another layer of noticing. And it was about being a black woman in this kind of, you know, we've talked in the past about, I feel like I've done something wrong often if I'm, you know, if I get something in my inbox and somebody's, I don't know, I can just feel like, oh, why are they emailing me? Oh, I must have done something wrong as a What's the word I'm looking for? It's a reflex. Reaction. Yeah. And it's not related to it. It's never really that. Um, But also that really kind of getting back to people straight away and always feeling a little bit guilty about uh, I've probably done something wrong. Is it's never when I need something. (laughs) So I can leave dentist appointments, scheduling coaching sessions, going to the doctor, I can leave all of that. People can be like, having my Danish lesson, do you want to book it in? Like, you've already paid for this, do you want to have... And I will be like, oh yeah, I'll get to that. If somebody wants something from me, Mm. (laughs) then I feel like I've got to be immediately alert to the situation. Like, oh my, I've probably got something wrong. If I've been contracted, does that make sense? Yeah. So there's something about that that is just really off key.
0: It's not all urgent. It's only urgent if it's like generated by yeah, someone. Basically. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And then s- something I was reading was saying, well, there's also been, if we're thinking about in inherited trauma and things. There's also something about being a black person that it was actually dangerous to make mistakes. So in sort of encoded in the body, it's Absolutely. also like that isn't safe to make mistakes, as in you could lose your life if you make mistakes, if you don't, if you're not a good worker, if you're not a hard worker, if you're not a fit person, if you're not. like The legacy of slavery is all of those things and more. And so I'm really in, it really kind of piqued my interest because I just thought there's the assumption that you've got you've got your individual sort of mental health to manage around the way that you do business. And of course, there is that but there's also and also what's what do you inherit what's passed on to you that is nothing to do with yeah. your kind of mental health actually it's just it's just kind of encoded so like in your genes yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so i've been sort of thinking what what can i do to continue to keep you know having the mantra alive that it my life doesn't depend on this my life does not depend on whether or not not just whether or not I've done something wrong and like, oh no, okay, phew, I didn't do anything wrong. It's okay. But also, it's fine if I did do something wrong. <laughs> My life doesn't depend on it, even if I did do something wrong, even if I did get it wrong. So I've just been playing with that.
0: I mean, I think it's so interesting too, because I know like some of the, you know, like 2020 George Floyd stuff was such an impetus for you kind of being on this journey. And I think it's it's interesting because it is so lineage specific, but it's also like in your face in the world. It's like do something little wrong. Yeah. And have like literally life ending consequences. And so it's interesting because yeah. it's like both, right? It's not even just like encoded in the body and past stuff. It's like in your face present. Yeah. uh like it's it's just so yeah. so real there. It's you know, so I think that's like worth noting. I think this conversation that Angie's bringing forth about, you know, kind of like her lineage or black experience around feeling like she can really always get it wrong or so close to getting it wrong or so likely to getting it wrong and how deeply ingrained that is, is so important. So important to be able to name that, it's so important to be able to witness her in that, and it's so important to have these opportunities, I think, to like really learn about someone else's experience, right? Like maybe you're listening and you're a black woman and you're feeling so much resonance with this, or maybe you're listening and you're like, I, I don't have the experience of having a marginalized identity, but it's really, really, really important for me to try to learn about that as much as possible. And this is obviously an excellent, excellent opportunity to do that. So I really just wanted to name how much I appreciate Angie bringing this forward and how much it brings up for all of us to look at both in terms of like what it means to be having a marginalized experience. But I think also in terms of what it might mean for us, like what lessons do you have from your lineage? What is that feeling that is kind of always with you and running the show? You know, it might not be the same as, as Angie's, but almost all of us have something that's kind of coded into us. From our past and from our, not even our past, right? From like our, you know, our lineage, right? And so being able to look at that and see how it can often direct our actions and run the show and being able to bring awareness to that is really, really important. And, and that experience
1: that I have as a Black woman is, I'm reminded of it every time I talk to other Black women or women of color who say i made this mistake and I got fired or I think they're trying to get rid of me or Mm. I feel like I'm getting the blame for something that I didn't do or, and, you know, to not gaslight them, that's also the reality if you work for other people. Totally. So I'm constantly aware of how (laughs) I'm not, you know, I'm not the average poster girl for anything in the online space. I'm not the go to and I'm not the thousands of followers and I'm not that and for all sorts of reasons also relating to the fact that I'm a black woman and so we don't do well by the algorithm so there is a lot of it that you have to do extra you have to try extra you have to say things differently you have to put yourself out there in different ways and there's always a knife edge between do you acknowledge that even out loud in the public sphere and then kind of get marginalized because you dare to talk about race because people kind of don't like it too much, but they don't, but they like it a little bit, but not enough to really, if you yeah. still go on about it too right. much kind of thing. So, so it's, it's almost like, like the too much. Yeah. 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 Please. Yeah.
0: Place yeah. That gets stuck. Yep, totally. And
1: I'm definitely in the zone of lots of my friends who are, you know, anti-racist practitioners are like, Oh, Angie sold out and does DEI. She's kind of beige over there. And then I've got people who who are like, oh, you're not going to go on about DEI again, are you? So I am aware that I have to work in a particular way and I'm sort of always watching myself. Yeah. But at the same time, there is part of it that, I, as you say, I think is, yeah, it's, it's inherited.
0: It's in, it's in the coding as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Good. And I think, like, you know, obviously there's, work around that and there's only so much work you can do around that and I think like both are true but I feel like you know one thing that comes up for me the most that I think is really at the heart of all of this because I feel like we've talked about this a lot is like and you know obviously it's just true for every human being but it's like what creates safety for you? Because that's really the only thing. It's not like, yes, it's like it's safe to make a mistake, but you need something that's creating that Mm. feeling of safety, right? So I do think as much as (laughs) you're resisting it in this current moment, having things set up, like Mm. other people look at my inbox first or other people, like, what protective mechanisms can we kind of put in where you're you're not almost always putting yourself out there because i think that that's sort of what you're doing checking the inboxes it feels like you're always on that razor edge kind of thing and then you're living in that like activation and unsafety yeah. and like unfortunately you have a really high tolerance for yeah. that yeah yeah i think I, I think you're so
1: right and i think because i get a lot of shame about the things that i don't do I feel really bad about all the things that I miss and that I don't get to and so I literally need to take myself out of that whole arena of both shame worry anxiety I haven't done enough and just forward me the praise emails (laughs) that creates safety just send me the praise Um, lots of delicious (laughs) safety Mm. yeah
0: Um,
1: I think there's some I mean I'm talking to you like I have come out of that inbox and I haven't um (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing
0: you, it. I thought you had. I'm doing it today. Okay, today.
1: Okay, happening today. I okay. needed to talk okay. to you first because <laughs> you're creating safety, see. So I needed the safety blanket of you going, "Is it like, okay?"
0: Okay, it's very okay. It's required.
1: So yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, stepping out of that and letting people just do things on my behalf, I feel like I've maybe done a good job of connecting. Areas where I feel the most shame. So, like, I never get back to my accountants. And they're always going, hi, Gain. So I've just gone, Holly and Zoe, meet Emily. Emily, I'm really sorry. I know I haven't done all of these things that you've been waiting for. Meet Holly and Zoe. They're going to sort it out now. And there, they can commune. So I feel like anything that results in a shame spiral, yes, you need to talk to these people. I think... Like, a really, a really tender spot for me at the moment is feeling like I'm judged. It is related to shame. It's not, it's a bit like, um, I can just feel so shit sometimes, like, because I just don't, I don't finish things, or I don't get things done, or I don't move things along quickly enough, or and I don't, I genuinely don't know where the time goes, so it's not, I I feel like I'm working really hard, but I feel like, god, there's so many things I'm not getting to, and I've been recently feeling like, with my podcast, there's nothing, I I can't really describe it, I just feel like, god, you find me really shit, don't you, The, the woman that produces my podcast, I just feel like, and I can feel myself, I'm not late or anything, but I can feel myself getting really panicky about, oh God, I'm going to be late. And then she's going to think I'm really shit and she's going to sack me. So part of me, you know, when we started working together, I said, oh, I need you to know I'm a manifester, and I'm a, you know, and I have these bursts of energy and then I don't. And then it, it for me, that creates a lot of safety because I feel like, you know. I told you. It'll come back. (laughs) I told you what I was like. You said it was okay. Uh, Uh (laughs) It's your problem now, not mine.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You've been warned. It's on you. You were
1: warned and you signed up anyway. So I I think there's a kind of, and not to excuse every, you know, not to excuse bad behavior and being like completely useless, but part Mm -hmm. of me is still. I have some people I feel like I'm operating on an older model of where I was pretending to be more together or mm. or, or not, <laughs> like, work differently than I actually do. And I don't really know what to do about it, but I, I, I do feel like there are a few areas where I need to be able to say, I had a cold. I was really tired. I didn't get to it.
0: <laughs> and that would be period. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so – I mean, I want to give you, like, a little perspective for a second first, which is, like, the stuff I think you forget, which is, like, what are you doing? You are a single mom. Um... You're running a business full-time. You have an assload of clients that you're delivering on. <laughs> you onboarded an entire team. Mm-hmm. You tried to take care of yourself, and you know, God forbid, take a couple trips, <laughs> right? You – had a a serious health issue in the recent months. Like I know that you want to gloss (laughs) over these things, but that is real. Uh, Like I could go on and on, right? Like there's like a million more things to add to that list. But I think like in terms of where did the time go, it's like, that's where the time goes. Mm. Like your time isn't just about like moving big projects forward. Your time is about maintaining the life and the projects you have started one of those being a child yeah. right and like that is the most important work and that is the biggest priority serve the clients you have be the mom do the things like i think you're really maybe making yourself a little bit wrong here for doing what you like for actually prioritizing the right things yeah and it brings me to and i'm curious what you think of all of this but this is going to be i'm going to say it in a challenging way cuz i want to see what comes up for you but it doesn't have to be as, as strongly as I'm about to word it, but like, you know, maybe it's time to put down excellence as the highest and most important value. I know your face is just priceless. Oh <laughs> 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 or redefine it is maybe a better way to say it. But I think yeah. that <laughs> that is bumping up against so much for you and it's making you feel like you're, like the, the overarching piece of this conversation that's, I want to like, give you a hard time around is the implication is you are not behaving with excellence. And I just don't think mm. that's true. And, or at least think you need to redefine mm. it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. What do you think about all
0: that? I think you might be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is actually a treat because I did not think that's where that excellence conversation was going to
1: go. <laughs> I just, I just really like the good stuff you know yeah and yeah I think I think you might be right and I I think there's a little bit of speed well not a little bit there's a lot of speed and momentum that gets lost because of excellence I don't know why it's so hard to like architect this fucking business (laughs) in a way that I feel like am I making it really difficult or I don't feel like am I doing too many things or am I trying to uh, my podcast is for example definitely not excellent but I think I probably need to be okay with knowing that and knowing that she knows that and just that being okay rather than that also being something that I'm then trying to like scurry to explain about and change and yeah
0: well I think that there's two pieces here that are funny. One is like, it's so funny that it's centered on the podcast editor in some ways who (laughs) the podcast is not in any way, shape or form built for. So it's like interesting there. That's like worth
1: noting. I just decided that that's where my judgment's coming from.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But like secondarily, I think like, again, it might just be like either we put down excellence for now because it's not serving you or it's redefining, which is like the podcast is excellent right now because it's serving the purpose it needs to serve without Mm. taking up an absolute incredible amount of your time to get it to where you think it's supposed to. Like, you know what I mean? Like, could it be doing what it's supposed to be doing right now? And can that be also excellent? You know, and I think that's true. Really. I think like that's not the thing that needs the most attention at all in your life or business right now. So I think it is excellent in that sense. So I think this is such an important conversation on how sometimes we do need to redefine or rework our values. You know, excellence has been such a thread for Angie forever, I mean, definitely through this season, right? But I mean, gosh, forever, I'm sure. And so I think that that kind of thing can be really hard to put down or to redefine because it, it feels so ingrained and so important. So the thing is, it's not like we always have to be like, okay, I'm doing these massive value swings, but I think that we have to look at, our values are really there to make our life better and to support us. And if they are no longer doing that, it's time to look at them again, right? Angie's value of excellence is there to support her, make her life and her experience better. And it's kind of stopped doing that right in the current circumstance where it's actually making things much harder for her. And so that's how we know it's time to redefine. I think about, you know, just all the transitions we go through in life and how crucial it is to be able to move and redefine within those. Like I think about one of my important values is freedom right i'm sure so many entrepreneurs uh resonate with that and also since becoming a mom i've had to really redefine what that looks like for me because it doesn't look like doing whatever i want whenever i want it doesn't look like going wherever i want whenever i want like it's it's changed dramatically it it can still be important to me but like a redefining is crucial so i think that's what angie is going through with excellence is that it's not like we have to throw excellence out the window or now she doesn't care if her work is, you know, excellent and all of those things. But I think we do have to redefine what that might mean and what that might look like in this season for her. So hopefully this is just permission for you to redefine those things for yourself and find those values that truly are supportive of you and adding to your life and not trying to hold on to one that's actually making you feel worse.
1: I think that's something about I can't seem to do a simple task quickly. So I don't really know why.
0: Well, I mean, <laughs> probably because you're checking your inbox the whole fucking yeah, that's time. that's true. But...
1: <laughs> <laughs> i just checked it, like, 50 emails while I was doing that really simple task. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so there's sort of... am i making a big meal of things in the end that just don't need to be made a big meal of. And I still, I think we've had this conversation every week and I keep coming back to the same thing. I still don't really know how much time I'm supposed to be spending on anything and going, right, you've got two hours to do that. That's it. We're not spending any more time on it. We're moving along. I don't do that. I just do the version that goes, we'll just do this now until we get it done. Okay.
0: (laughs) Buckle up, kids. (laughs) I think that is honestly top level, one of the biggest problems, challenges here is like, we could get you a much better system set up where it's like, and it doesn't mean the project has to be like finished in that amount of time, but it's like for, I'm just making this up, but it's like for two hours a week, you work on some of stuff mm. for one hour a week, you work on podcast stuff and like, make sure it all even fits. Cause like I'm not even convinced that all actually even fits what you're saying yes to mm. still. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that you have a way of making it work, Mm. which, you know, good, bad, right? But, like, I think having a more clear idea of what fits and where does it fit Mm. and then you, you know, doing your best within reason to, like, meet that schedule. Like, obviously, you might move things around on your calendar. You're going to get sick sometimes. Your kid's going to get sick sometimes. Like, right, It's, it's, like, not that it has to be this rigid thing, but I think right now, not only are you trying to maintain excellence, but you're in decision fatigue all the time. Yeah. Because it's like, what should I work on and when? And what's the priority and for how long? And so like, not only is it hard to get everything accomplished, but it's like, you're just draining mm-hmm. your battery all the time. With that, it's like you have 12 apps running in the background and it's draining your battery, yeah. you know, versus like, it's 10 a.m. on a Tuesday. So one app is open and it's this, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And that is going to have
1: to... I think there's a piece of my whole portion of my business that I don't acknowledge exists, which is the consultancy, like to be a consultant means I just have people in my inbox going, oh, long explanation of problem. Do you think you can help us? Call that is like, well, we could do this and we could do this. So I'm actually often scoping out things that are not in scope in any of my programmes And often it doesn't go anywhere. So it's like, okay, we'll be back to you in a few months. So two of the things on my to-do list this week were around proposals for people who might want some work next year, who are massive organisations. It's good for me to have this relationship with them, but it takes me hours to then go through the conversation that we had. And there isn't in my description of what I do anywhere if that makes sense like if i were to say to you what do i do i'd say i run this program that program that program i wouldn't also say and i spend time thinking about other people's businesses organizations and what they need (laughs) in order to be better and that that does seem to take up quite a lot of (laughs) time turns out
0: i mean i'm (laughs) i'm loving that realization because yes (laughs) like It's so interesting because I think this is maybe this is like a little bit of your manifestor stuff Mm. coming out too, which is like worth noting, but it's like you're seeing your business as like projects and newness and new things to create instead of seeing your business as like this thing that like there are a lot of tasks you have to do often on repeat, i.e., answer people's fucking questions and like right. And you're not labeling that as like the work or the business, you know? And I think that's really important. Yeah. Like to, I mean, you might just hate this more than anything I've ever asked you to do, but like, how do we feel about time tracking for a week? (laughs) (laughs) Are we going back to working and weeping? (laughs) She said she was going to create
1: safety. (laughs) She gave me this really boring job. (laughs) (laughs) My <laughs> <Spinch. laughs> safety. I don't think Most so. Most boring job in the world. Like, how do you do that without it being boring? <laughs> I'm serious. Um, do you, like, that I that I <laughs> don't have an
0: answer to. Do I
1: literally have to write what I did in the hour? Okay, I'll try it.
0: Yeah, basically. I could try it. I can try it. A lot of people use Toggle, which is like like an app version of it that kind okay. of like tracks it while you're working on the computer. So that like. And so it's definitely still boring, but that might be like one (laughs) click easier. Yeah, that would be good. I really think that would help so much. Like you don't even know how many hours a week you're working.
1: No, I have got no idea. I've got no idea. And it
0: would be nice to know what the hell I'm doing all day because I'm doing something. And that's where we can really see, like, is it true that you're busy but not working? (laughs) Or is it actually true that you're running a fucking business and you have to start being nicer to yourself? Or, you know, or is it true that you just have too much on your plate? Like, honestly, that might be it, right? Like, or we do need a lot more team to support that. Like, we have to kind of get a level set though. And I really think that would make a big difference because like, we just literally don't know. Like, how many, could you even guess for me how many hours a week you're working? Um, I'm so nervous what you're about to so say. <laughs> uh, you're gonna hate me because it means we've uh-huh. come full
1: circle <laughs> not in the good uh-huh. way <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I I know <laughs> you do have a good time. well I know that I started uh-huh. I, I've been working like nine to five I guess okay, <laughs> it's, okay. Not, it's not too bad yeah Is yeah yeah, yeah not, okay, not okay. too bad I've been working nine to five okay basically 5 days a week. Liz, I, guess.
0: I think it's better than I was like I was a little worried. Weird. No, no, no. We're
1: not we're not zooming out into I'm not doing loads of evening stuff and things like that. And I and I haven't really been working the weekends. But this is with my new spaciousness. This is what's bothering me is that I'm not delivering all the time. So I've managed to fill all the time that I wasn't delivering. With loads of others. And I don't know if it's just because I wasn't getting to the other stuff. And so it was just never happening is that's my actual right. feeling. It's yeah, like yeah. I don't feel like I've gone. Yeah, let's create loads of new projects. If anything, I haven't done anything about the new things I wanted to yeah. get off the ground. Yeah, yeah. So actually, it's like, oh, now I get the opportunity to finish this task or do that thing or make sure this is done. And even though I'm feeling a little bit breathless about it all, I am actually feeling on top of most communication at the moment. It feels like, yeah, there's nobody that's really an outlier that's been waiting to hear from me for seven years. It's all kind of like in, you know, roughly being dealt with. But I do think there are things I'm not codifying as work in the business. So it would be good to time track just to be able to go, you tend to spend this many hours on new proposals or this many hours on just random consultancy, like, Two people asked me to look at their policies this week, their existing clients, and I looked at the policies and I probably spent an hour on each one of them. I don't codify it as anything. It's not written down as a job that I do. It's not part of any job description and clearly it's not on my website as a service that I
0: offer. (laughs) So like I said, uh, I guess in the intro of this at the beginning, you know, yes, all of this is so deep and so big and so systemic and has like, there's so many layers, right? I think Angie said so many layers to the onion. Right. And also sometimes there are really simple, practical things we can put in place to start helping this. And that is time tracking. I would say almost every client I've ever had in some way, shape or form, this has come up where it's like, I'm feeling something around time, stretched for it, tight on it, confused by it, like whatever. And actually just tracking it is one of the most valuable things you can do because it gives you so much data, right? I had a client do this recently who was feeling quite overwhelmed and we actually found almost the exact opposite. Like she was working considerably less than she thought she was, but was feeling the weight of it all the time. And so that really helped us pinpoint like, well, what we actually need to shift is not how many hours you're working. It's how those hours feel. You know? And so being able to look at that, it just allows us to solve the right problem and it gives us a level set that we kind of can't ignore. You know, we can't be like, oh yeah, I don't know, I'm like maybe working a lot and maybe not, it's like black and white. Here is how much I'm working, what does that mean for me? Do I like that? Do I not like that? What needs to shift? So having Angie do that I think is gonna give us so much information, so much data and help us actually be able to really solve the right problem for her, which of course, in many capacities will tie back to the mindset and energetics piece. And there are also probably really, really practical things that will come out of it that we can change too. So if you haven't time tracked ever in your business or you haven't done it in a while, I could not recommend it more. I still do it for myself every so often, like maybe once a year, maybe I should probably should do it more than that to be honest with you. But I would say realistically, I probably do it about once a year at this point. And it always is so enlightening and I highly, highly recommend. It. I think that's a really, really fair point. And also I think, you know, which this may be as good news or bad news, but I think like if you're working nine to five right now and you're getting to a lot of those other tasks, like what I think the truth truth is, is that you have too many tasks on your plate yeah. and that it's time to relook at that, you know? And I think that that's what you're so good at tolerating. And that's what we have to look at, right? Like if you think back to like five month old, starting a school, startup, da 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 like of course you have too many tasks on your plate. I, anyone that has a five-month build has to on their plate, let alone a job and all the other things, right? So it's like, I think this is like that time where it's like almost like the last piece to fall into place because it's the piece you are most tolerant of is like too much, not enough time and you kind of just make it work. And I think like it's just about getting more strategic about that. So that breathless feeling isn't kind of always alongside it. It's like, oh, we're just intentionally tabling these three projects or intentionally hiring a new team member to move those three projects forward. But like, it just can't be all on you all the time anymore because you're doing a good job of holding the boundaries around it, but you're still feeling the weight of it. And, And I think
1: before, so it's not completely full circle, I was having that feeling of, I couldn't take on another client, it's unbearable. Whereas I don't, I'm like, come on, bring me the clients. But at the same time, don't bring me, <laughs> don't bring me too much additional work, as in additional uncodified general work that I don't seem to, that's just, you know, extra. So I think it's logging my time, but also just being aware that most of my programmes have been designed with the old me saying, this is how much time it takes to deliver the programme, the finished programme, but without the, this is how much time sits around me administering this program. You know, this is how much time it's taken to design the resources. In my head, I go, you've designed the resources. Now you're just kind of making money because what are you doing now? Actually, in reality, I've redesigned those resources twice already. And the first thing I put on that list when Holly said to me, what do you want to do as new projects? I was like, being preliminary program, 3.0, podcast, 2.0, because I'm always thinking, how can I improve it? What do I need to add? What, what needs to change? And none of that will be budgeted for in terms of the price point that I have as the program. So I think there's also a part of it that is not quite matching. What, what I charge is not quite matching the amount of work that goes into those individual pieces that maybe needs, could be understood a bit more clearly if I were to do this task. I totally agree with that
0: because it's it's easy to just say it, set it, and forget it. But nothing about the work you're doing is actually set it and no. forget it. And so, like that, there's really something to that. I also like it because I think, like in in the face of something like seeing your time laid out like that, there's no mindset stuff. It's just the truth of what's there. Mm-hmm. Where right now, I think sometimes you're kind of good at being like, maybe I'm making a big deal out of something that's not a big deal, and like kind of like gaslighting yourself a little bit sometimes into like it shouldn't be this hard or whatever and well we'll
1: see what you know
0: shit maybe it's true i don't think so but like we'll get to know for sure and i think that would be very helpful
1: let's hope that the last episode of this podcast is not it turns out (laughs) she's busy but not working i think that would be really disappointing for all the listeners (laughs)
0: You would be like, we are not ending here. Thank you. This is going to continue. She's one of those real
1: busy people, you know, that doesn't do anything.
0: I I have a strong feeling that that is not it, but we shall see. Okay. So Angie
1: immediately goes to investigate Toggle app because she can't do anything without having some kind of new app that she has to download involved.
0: Okay. Toggle me. I want to personally see this. Uh, all right, feel then. free to give me a toggle log. okay I'm, <laughs>
1: I'm gonna put that on my list for tomorrow because it's quarter to 8 p.m here now So yes. definitely tomorrow all right all righty
0: okay keep me posted yeah. i want to hear what unfolds but listen you know i like the thing i just want to end with is saying like the fact that you're at a point in your business where you're getting to this and you're holding enough boundaries to have to have this conversation and to have to time track is like actually a huge win. And so give yourself credit for that because like the you six months to a year ago would have never seen this as like the issue or a thing to look at or whatever. So I I think as much as it's like, oh God, what will we find? It is like a vast improvement regardless.
1: Yeah. <laughs> For sure. You know. Okay. <laughs> All right, my day
0: I am in base camp. Keep me posted. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to Literally. I am forever grateful to you for being part of our journey and spending your time with us each week. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month I'll be picking a reviewer to give my MSC bundle to as a thank you for listening. This bundle combines trainings and workbooks that walk you through a condensed version of the work I do with my one-on-one clients through my mindset strategy and execution framework. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living lit up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. And if you want more tips and strategies for growing and scaling your own business, but are short on time, then you're going to want to opt into my private podcast feed, Back Pocket Business Mentor. You'll get immediate access to a private podcast feed full of tons of three-minute episodes where I talk about everything from how to pick a strategy and business model that works for you to how to show up online as an expert and increase your conversions. Just go to lituplife.com forward slash backpocket to dive in.